Hey, Pickleheads. I'm Austin. I'm Spencer. Welcome to the Picklehead Podcast, where we talk about all things pickleball. We want to bring to you the latest news, the latest events in pickleball, whether it's tips and tricks that we can bring to you to help your game, maybe even a little bit of pickleball drama, maybe even some things you don't want to know about pickleball. And fair warning, if you keep listening, you might just turn into a picklehead. DJ, what's hey, up? Hey, what's going on, guys? How are you? What's going on? How are we doing? Good, man. How are you? Pretty good. Finishing up some laundry, doing this, and I got to pop in a phone call, and then going to MOP this weekend. We're flying out today. You're flying out today? When are you going? Um, I, I leave at 5. Or I fly out at five or so, and then I get there like around nine twenty, something nice. like that. So you're not very far. So you're in Texas, is that right? Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm in Austin. So it should only be like two and a half hours or so. So when did you move to Austin? Uh, I think it was like December fourth of twenty twenty one or so, around that time. So did you beat everybody out there? Or was there already quite a few pros out there? Did I beat everybody? Like, I only beat up on Deckel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like... Did were you, you the first there? Yeah, were you the first there? No, I actually, I joined because uh, Deckel, Rob Nunnery, and Vivian were already here. And Steve Coon was kindly enough to, you know, take, take me in and you know, take care of me a little bit for about a year or so. He still does now, obviously. So uh, that's why I came in. I thought it would, you know, it really helped my game and I would focus more on pickleball than I did in San Diego. And I think it worked out pretty well. So Sweet. Well, today on the podcast, we have DJ Young in front of us today. And he's from, I'm going to botch the name, but it's Buriano, Buriana, Spain? Buriana, yeah. Okay. Yeah, a little small town out there. It's on the eastern coast, so you're right on the coast. Mm -hmm. um, you played for, you moved to the United States, to California. You played for Bobby Riggs Tennis Club in Encinitas, California. And then you quit playing when you were 16. And we're going to ask you a couple of questions about that. And then you were introduced to pickleball by Steve and Callum and Tyler Dawson. Mm -hmm. And that was in 2018 when you first picked up a paddle, and you've been pretty much hooked ever since. So welcome to the podcast. Happy to have you. Yeah, well, thank you for having me, guys. That's awesome. Looking really forward to it. it. Hey, firstly, we don't want to beat a dead horse, but would love to talk about, uh, I hate to call it Paddlegate 2.0, yeah. but just for a minute, and then that way you can just officially set the record straight, and then we'll talk about the exciting stuff that is uh, DJ Young. <laughs> uh, if you don't mind, I'm, I'm just, ready. I'm I'm just going to summarize real fast. Uh, for anyone that might not know or that doesn't have the right story, what went on. So recently, uh, you were on a podcast saying that the carbon power paddle was banned, uh, that you guys weren't able to use it. Uh, we find out after that it wasn't technically banned, but that was kind of the information you were given from the PPA. You guys uh, found out you were allowed to use that paddle if you wanted to. 
but that one of those paddles had been tested with a deflection issue. Uh, so not necessarily banned. You, at your own risk, could use them uh, in PPA Austin, but if you were to uh, make certain winnings or maybe your points and your winnings would be forfeited, if by chance those paddles were tested after the fact and found that it didn't meet the deflection requirements, or in other words, if it, if it tested positive. Um, deflection, let me just explain deflection real quick, and then I'm going to hand you the time. Uh, Can't wait. Test. <laughs> so basically, the paddle has your top surface and your core, and those are glued together with some form of, of adhesive. I'm not a scientist. I don't make my own paddles. But basically, over time, what can happen is that adhesive, I don't know if it can go hard, but it can separate a little bit. And so that separation between, which is very minimal, by the way, but that separation from the paddle face and the core causes somewhat of a trampoline effect, which can allow the ball to sort of sink in the paddle and bounce off a little bit faster. Um, okay, now I'm going to send you the time. If you can clarify for us, like who you who you received the information from, and what the official issue since what the official issue is because carbon has not been banned um, from PPA or by USA Pickleball. Correct. Okay, so so I'll I'll try and be clear about it. Uh, I I don't want all this to become a, you know, he said that she said that he's like, you, you never solve anything that way, right? That's just to begin with. Um, I personally haven't watched my, um, my interview back, uh, cause I wanted to go with however I felt about it. Instead of just like, Oh, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to, you know, I think I said this or that. I just, just out of like my memory is what I, what I'm going to respond to and what I'm going to say. Uh, sure. actually I'm watching a David Goggins Joe Rogan podcast in the moment, but, uh, <laughs> but anyways, so I don't believe that I said that the carbon pile was banned. Like I never said that. I, I don't think I did. I, like if someone can send me the clip of me saying, yeah, this battle is banned. Like I love to see it because I really don't think I did. What I said was, and I'm, you know, I, I'm word by word. I, I can't quote it because I don't have it in front of me, but Basically, I said my paddles were tested, new and used, and they came out 60% too hot. So I am not like allowed to play with my paddle. I think that's what I said. I Something agree. along those lines. Yeah. Now, uh, I don't know who, I don't know what, took out clips of the podcast and they made it seem like I said the paddle was banned. Right, like in this little like YouTube short video, whatever. I never said the paddle was banned. I said that those were tested, and I wasn't allowed to play with them because they were supposedly illegal. Now, that turned into DJ said that the paddle is banned and nobody can play with the paddle. Uh, that this it's just it, but that is not what happened at all. I, at least I don't think that's what actually happened. And have you guys watched the podcast? Can you attest to that? Have watched the podcast, but I don't know what the specific words were. And that's why we're here to clarify, because I don't want people thinking that that you did say something that you didn't. 
and just to clear it all up for everybody and and also let them know because this this could be hard on carbon and other companies um that it just simply clarifying that hey it's it's not banned i don't know why we're saying that it is some paddles are being tested it, this isn't this isn't paddlegate 2.0 even though that's what people are saying so have you talked to carbon yeah, exactly. since then yeah, yeah. So, so I talked to Carbon. So I, I've talked to PPA and I've talked to Carbon, right? So um, they're working. Carbon's basically working with USAPA, and I, I mean, could be PPA, could be MLP. I don't really know, you know, the whole details. But they're working with USAPA because they, they're the ones who do the title testing to figure out the problem, to figure out, you know, I think. Uh, um, if the paddles are all illegal, you know, basically what they need to do from now on, because the problem with the deflection is that over time is when it gets poppier, right? Because right. the deflection thing, it's, it's the, um, the layer behind it, like the glue separates and it creates this, you know, trampoline effect. I'm pretty sure, like you were saying, so brand new paddles don't have that problem. So I don't see how a brand new paddle would be too powerful. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think they're just trying to figure out how to fix the problem or, or what it is, or if there's even a problem. I, I personally don't even know what a test looks like when it comes to deflection. Like, I know there's a grit thing that, you know, I've seen personally through uh, Carl. Uh, I don't know what it looks like with a deflection test. Uh, I didn't even know there was one. I don't even, I couldn't tell you what a, illegal powerful paddle looks like i don't know what's too much truly i really don't is my power is my paddle powerful yeah it is <laughs> <laughs> but i don't know what's too much and what's not too much you know just yeah. like it's hard to know like you know people always like touching the paddle and be like oh that's super gritty but you don't know if it's too gritty or not <laughs> like it's yeah. just so I, I don't know what the limit is. I don't know if they're illegal. I don't know if they're not. They're definitely hot, you know. But, I mean, there's a lot of paddles out there that are hot. Like, the Legacy gets hot. That it gets hot. I mean, I would even say, like, when I when I drill with Deckel, I mean, that paddle is coming out quick. Like, the Engage Pursuit, I think it's a great paddle. It comes out super hot, you know. But then again, what is legal and what's not illegal, I truly don't know. But, yeah. Carbon's not banned. I never said it was banned. Yeah. <laughs> so just to clarify that. Yeah, and and Carbon is a good company. Uh, it just, you know how rumors spread, and they can spread quickly for sure. And so we just wanted to qu- clarify mm-hmm. that with with the man himself. And so everybody knows it's not banned. That wasn't what he was trying to say, even if possibly it was said. Uh, if you think that was said, go ahead and try and prove it. Um, one more Please. thing. <laughs> then I'll, then I'll, I'll apologize after it's proven. <laughs> I, I, I don't think that an apology is necessary. I mean, I don't think any of these companies are trying to make illegal paddles on purpose. I mean, you'd have to be either the dumbest or the smartest guy in the world to start a company and get some pros on board and try to purposely create a paddle that currently passes but put just the amount just the correct amount of glue in it so that over time it would you know purposefully start to deflect or separate from the core it's like 
that's that's just a dream. That's that's not accurate. Nobody's doing this on purpose. If something does need to be fixed, I'm sure Carbon will take care of it. I'm sure these other companies will take care of it. Uh, last thing and last question for you. Uh, we noticed that Ben has been a lot more active on social media. Uh, he mentioned in his Twitter posts, he called out some of these companies that you just mentioned. I, I'm not sure it's his place to do so. Do you have any thoughts on him specifically calling out any of those companies, or would you rather not comment on that? <laughs> uh, so the only reason why I know that he's doing so, it's because uh, people share it with me. Like they'll send it, like they DM me the screenshots to my Instagram, right? So I didn't even know, I'm not, I'm not in Twitter, so I didn't know he was you know, getting so involved in it. Um, I mean, my thoughts on it is that everyone can just kind of do and say whatever they want, right? I mean, I don't have anything against whatever Ben is doing. I don't have anything against whatever battles are making or saying or doing. I think everyone's free to just kind of say and do whatever they want, right? And so I'm totally fine with what he's saying. I mean, I don't know. Like I said, like I don't know what titles are illegal. I don't know what titles are not. I mean... Some name. Everyone does some type of like name dropping at all times. Uh, I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with it. I think it's all good for the sport of pickleball, personally. So I'm I'm all in for it. Got it. Thank you. Moving on from the paddles, we won't talk about it the rest of the time. <laughs> unless, unless, I don't, I don't yeah. have a problem with it. <laughs> all right. Hey, I wanted to go over real quick uh, PPA Austin, if we can. Specifically, one match. Uh, Want to talk more about um, your game? So Austin and I are definitely pickleheads. We're nerds about this stuff. We like to learn about the actual game, how to get better, what what little adjustments we can make to improve. So if we can, we're, we're going to talk about your match with Pablo Tellez and uh, Federico Staxrude and see. Um, I think I know what happened there, um, and I think some of it carried over from Minnesota. Um, but you can tell me. So, so I have here uh, first game. Let's let's just go over the the match score real quick, because I feel like you guys are by far the better team. Personally, when we when Austin and I first found out that you and Jay were going to play together this year. I think we were like messaging you on Instagram, mes- messaging Jay, trying to figure out if you guys were playing each other because that's what with each other, that's what our guess was. And so we were stoked about it. But both of us said, and I think Austin said it first, DJ should be on the left. Uh, I know Jay wants to be on the left, but Jay's got the backhand and he could be on the right. You could cor- you could definitely correct this, but in our opinion, you should be on the left. And Austin's played with you as well. I haven't, but I've I've watched a lot. So match score in this in this first game now PPA Austin with uh, Staxford and Tejas four uh, eleven you guys lose that first game. Mister DJ is on the right, correct, and Jay is on the left. Okay, go into to game two. DJ's on the left, taking care of business, and Jay is on the right. A little more solid, but DJ's taking over. You guys win that one 11-9. You're actually up quite a bit. Kind of let it go a little bit, but we're able to get out of that one. Now the big question. Game three, I want to know <laughs> why DJ was not on the left. 
Oh man. Okay. <laughs> so, so where do I start? Okay. So when so when Jay and I decided that we were going to play together, uh, the reason why we did it's because I want to fully take on the role of playing the right, and I just don't think Jay. And, you know, he can come out and tell me otherwise. I don't think he actually, he wants to win. So he's willing to do whatever he needs to win, regardless of playing right or left. But initially, the idea is that he plays left and I play right. And then, you know, hopefully you figure it out and you win your matches together, right? Uh, truth is, I mean, it is my fault for not practicing the left as much as I should nowadays because I don't play there. And I think it's also showed over time where my mix, my mixed results have not been very good. I think it's because I'm lacking a lot of left side practice. And then my men's results on, on the right are, I think, very good. I mean, I've been super close to two finals. Uh, so that's been semifinals, very close losses. And then probably, you know, three semis, actually. Three semis and then two quarters or something like that, right? And the losses is, you know, Riley and... Ben and Colin and in the quarter to Jadav and Dylan. Like, it doesn't get much better than that, right? It just doesn't. Now, we switched because that was the third time that we played them. So we're 0-3 against Pablo and Federico right now. We played them in Arizona in the game 16 and we lost. Played them in Minnesota. We lost in two. And then and we started the first game. We lost like what, like 11 4, 11 5, something like that in the first game. 4 11, yeah. And then we're, I'm like, yeah. And I'm just like, oh my God. So I think I think I was like, Jay, should I just get on the left? <laughs> you know? And sometimes, sometimes it's not about who's a better player, sometimes it's about matchups, right? Like some people do better than, some people than others, even though it's a better or worse player. And so I got on the left and I just felt so out of place. You have no idea. Like, I'm so out of place. Like, my backing thing felt weird or whatever. I was just kind of, like, trying to figure it out. And we ended up winning that match. Um, sorry, not that match. The game. We ended up winning that game, yeah. like, 11-9. 11-9, uh, yep. And then the third game, we – I don't know how it happened, but I think we were just like, okay, we're back in it. Let's see if we can go back to our normal. Because <laughs> that's, that's actually <laughs> – Good professionals we are, right? Um, and so our, our strategy is that he plays the left and I play the right. And I truly believe that's our best chance to win, regardless of if it's working or not. And that time didn't, but the reason, I don't know, the reason why I didn't play it, I would say number one is because I'm not fully comfortable there. Like, I think it's just kind of like, you know, however the game goes, like if I get into some hand battles and I win them, we'll probably win the game and if I don't, we'll probably lose. And then number two, it's because I just don't think I'm as useful on the left as I am on the right and vice versa with Jay. I just think he's better on the left than he's on the right. So I think I still think even though we won that game and lost a third with me on the right, that our best chance to win matches is with me on the right and him on the left. And so going forward, you think for now you'll you'll stay on the right? <laughs> So yes, like I said, I want I want to take on that role of of uh, just kind of playing the right side for the most part only. 
uh, last year, and the reason why is because last year, um, you know, you have to win all these matches. And then on the other, on the left, you have, you have Riley, you have Ben, you have Deco, you have Andre. Like, there's so many, there's all these players, right? And I was like, I'm just another guy trying to do what they do. And then you, I'm always in that, like, third to, like, sixth place playing the left. And I'm just like, this is really hard. I want to just join one of them. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And so I, that's worked out. I think that's worked out better. I think I'm really good on the right, personally. Um, potentially, I could be better left side player, but I do think I'm really good on the right, and it's worked out really well for me. Even playing with Zane, like you would think that me and Zane would play, you know, I would play left and you would play right. No, we almost got to the finals that way. Yeah. Um, and I think that that has to do a lot with obviously our energy together. We're very good friends off the court. Um, but I just think I'm really good on the right, too. So um, going forward to answer your question, sorry, I won't, uh, sorry, I sidetracked there, but I only have one or two more with Jay, I'm pretty sure, for the rest of the year. Uh, so I think we're just going to stick to me right him left and then just see what happens. And what's happening the rest of the year? Or do you not know yet who you're going to play with? Uh, it's kind of up in the air. Like I, I have some tournaments with Zane, obviously, some with Julian, some with Lang, some with Patrick. But the world is weird, you know. There's always something going on. So if I get dropped or something, then I'll have to play with somebody else. So we'll see. All right. I'm always available, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> I know to not say that after playing with you and experiencing the difference between a five O and a pro, it's like it's a different sport. Big difference. You yeah. guys hit way harder. You guys have way more spin. You're way more consistent. It's a really cool experience. It was awesome to have you in town. So for those of you that don't know, DJ came and visited. I live in St. George and yeah, we had a few days together where we just played against you and Austin Gridley and it was it was sick. So I, I, I want to take a turn now and go into more of a technical standpoint and uh, just some strategic questions for you. And then um, we'll, we'll start with that. So um, I know you started with Tyler and Callum Dawson. Um, and my question for you is, do you feel like you have to be playing with other pros in order to take your game to the next level? And do you feel like you would be where you're at today had you not started by playing with yeah, Callum Dawson and Steve Dawson and, and Tyler and stuff like that? Okay, which one do you want me to answer first? The second one. Specifically about if you... And what was the second one again? Just, <laughs> just to make sure that I'm answering the right question. <laughs> yeah. Um, answer the first one. Do you feel like you need to be playing with pros to make it to the pro level, like practicing with pros? Or do you think you can just practice with anybody and still make it? <clears throat> okay, so so I don't think you need to practice with pros to get to, get to the next level. Um, but I do think you need to play with pros, right? So, so what that means is if you have someone that's close to your level, like let's let's say I'm a four or five and I want to be a pro, right? If I if I practice with four or fives and five O's, but I play my tournaments against people that are better than me, I can take what I got what I learned from the tournament and then try and implement it on court when I practice with you know my homie that's like similar to my level, right? But if you don't do that, 
it's going to be hard to implement anything because you're not really learning. You're not getting exposed. So I don't think you need to practice with pros. I think you need to see, I think you need to play against them. So regardless if it's a practice match or playing pro tournaments, that's when you're going to get the most out of, you know, like you're not going to get better by getting beat up like one-on-one against the pro, but you're going to get better by getting beat up and you're like, okay, how did I lose or why did I lose? Oh, this happened, so I need to better this. Or how are they doing this? So you do need to see that ball, but I don't think it needs to be like daily, you know? Uh, that was my problem when I when I played with Callan. Callan was stuck. I mean, this one, you know, maybe super early 2020, 2021, I'm not sure. Like, I would teach lessons all day. I wouldn't even practice. I would teach lessons of Bobby Riggs, whatever. And then we'd go play a tournament, and I'm just like, whoa. This is so different. Because right. I'm not seeing that ball. But I wasn't practicing against them, and I wasn't playing, right? So then when I would go play, I would get my ass kicked. And then three weeks later, I'm still, like, teaching lessons. And then a month goes by. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll go, I'll go play again. So I wasn't implementing anything, right? And then, obviously, if uh, you can do both, if you can play against pros and practice against pros, yeah, you're going to get better faster for sure. Um, but I think there's a lot of other things that can make you better, which is, you know, awkward training, dieting, making sure that you're hydrating all the time, recovery, uh, recovery uh, activities like stretching, hot baths, like all that stuff are also going to like better you as a player if you do if you do it properly, because the more ready you are, I mean, the better you're going to get, the better you're going to feel, um, the more ready you're going to be. So my answer is that, no, you don't need to play with them all the time. Is that you definitely need to see it every now and then so you can learn from it and implement it into your game. Yeah, and I feel like that's what happened when you came. We were all like uh, almost feeling discouraged because <clears throat> there's no pros that live around here. And we were just Sorry. like... <laughs> Not trying to make you feel bad, <laughs> but we were almost feeling discouraged because there's no pros around here. And so we were like, man, I don't know if we can like take it to the next level, but I think that that makes sense. You have to mix it in and especially in tournament play, go learn from them um, more so than the, I mean, you're not going to get really good at your technical skills playing against them, but you can definitely learn some strategies um, where they're going with the ball and like what you can improve on. And then a follow-up question to that. I notice uh, you're very forehand dominant. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but it looks like it just from watching you play. And it seems like you counter on your forehand quite often. I'm curious what your grip is that you hold and if you switch it ever. Yeah, show me. <laughs> oh, yeah, there this, it is. This is my beautiful, my, this is my beautiful uh, non-band paddle <laughs> um <laughs> so i don't know how i would show you this but basically so if, if i'm here right let's say so that would be continental right there if you can see it yep i'm like super eastern okay so, let so me i'm really eastern so when i'm on my fourth Okay. Interesting. So when I'm hitting my forehand, regardless of where I'm at, I can just do this. So that's why I can't forehand so much because if I get low, because of my grip, I can just do this really easily. 
and I can just pancake anything on the side. Does that make sense? Where if I'm sliding and I do this, a lot of times that's not going to work out very well. And hopefully my partner is covering the, uh, the middle. Um, but yeah, I'm like extremely Eastern. So I hold the same exact grip. I, I hold that Eastern. That's more comfortable for me, but I've never implemented a Tomahawk. So that gives me something that I need to work on because my backhand feels extremely awkward right here. But when I'm reaching out, it feels fantastic. So that's interesting doing the, the Tomahawk definitely makes more sense with that. It, it is. Yeah, I will say though, like depending on, so like a, a backhand punch is going to look differently regardless of, of depending on how you hold your paddle. So if you have more of a continental, it's always kind of like straight. So you're, you're hitting the ball straight forward. If you have an Eastern, your paddle is going to be this way, right? So it's almost like a punch and then a follow through. So that's how I do my counters. So it's not just one slap because I have to actually work for my hands to get there and then flick forward. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, so you're hitting more so top spin than flat flush. Yeah. Like it, yeah, exactly. It's really hard to show like in <laughs> video, but I wish I could show you in person. <laughs> no, that's cool. I'm glad that we saw your grip. That's what I was curious about just because you're so forehand dominant and I was just, you counter with your forehand so easily and make it look really, really simple. So I was curious about it. And then also still on that same thought real quick, in your opinion, if you had to pick one, what's more important, hitting the ball down, whether it's a counter or, or whatever, say you're in a hands battle, hitting the ball in a downward trajectory or having more power on the ball, but you can only choose one. Definitely down for sure. And I would agree Definitely with that. down. And, I, and that's why I tried. Yeah. And that's why I've been trying. Like I've always been very, very like laid back, you know, no knee bend. Like when I play, I've always been like that. And I've been trying to implement just, you know, more of a soft knee band, getting lower. And the reason why I do the scorpion or whatever you want to do it now is because I'm able to get really low, right? So the reason why I want to get really low is I can actually hit down on it. Do you see what I'm saying? So it's not necessarily a matter of power. I think, I think having a lot of power is good if you can control it. But if you can hit the, the ball down, I mean, I think that's the best strategy you possibly have, especially on a counter. Cause it just happens so fast and you might just hit a foot or something. I don't know. I mean, definitely hitting down for sure. Okay. And then one more, the Tomahawk. All right. Who's the, who's the Ooh. inventor of the Tomahawk to, to clear this up? And can you explain kind of what it is? I would, so the inventor itself, I would say it's Warnick. It has to be a Warnick, okay. right? Because even though he doesn't necessarily hit down on it, he has that grip and then he, he tough spins upwards, but it's still doing it with this grip. Um, and then when I started playing, Warnick was one of the best players in the world. Right. And he's also in California and where was I? California. So I would get beat up by it all the time. So I would say he's, he's definitely the inventor because no one played with that grip before. Uh, and like I said, it's not a full tomahawk, but it's that same ideology, right? Like still like this side of the paddle. Uh, and that's how I was like, oh, wait, it's kind of makes sense. And I think I can do it too. <laughs> and that's how it started. And um, the tomahawk really, 
it's just another tool to be able to hit a forehand on your backhand side. Because some people have stronger forearms up here, and some people have stronger forearms inside, right? For me, it's on the forehand side. Uh, so if I'm able to hit my best shot, which is my forehand, on my backhand side, I mean, it's pretty straightforward, right? Like, you're not going to, if you're not good at hitting two-handed backhands, you're not really, you might work on it, but you're not going to be better in the tournament. So that's how I started implementing. I was like, okay, well, I have a really strong forearm, like facing this way. And my grip allows me to just do this. And, you know, flexible joints as well, obviously. And so, like, I just kind of started messing around with it and it just became a thing. You're headed into uh, MLP. You're playing with, you're playing on the right, obviously. We've discovered. And not to cut you off, but so so here's where I agree. <clears throat> I, I feel like with you and Andre, yes, right is a good place. But still, and and I, you know, I shouldn't be disagreeing with a pro. I do think you're better on the left with Jay, but I'm going to leave it at that. But that, <laughs> but with Andre, it it works. He's he's just a left side guy. I want to I want to hear your thoughts on why. I want to hear your thoughts on why. Because uh, I feel Truly. like uh, one is Andre's reach, or you mean why not Jay, or why with Andre, or both? Both. Okay. So in my opinion. Andre is more consistent. He's not going to go for as much as as Jay is going to go for on the left side. I do feel like he's a lot more consistent. He's going to get the ball back. He does have a, a longer reach also. And then, then the opposite of that, I feel like Jay isn't as consistent on the left. When he does get some of his big power shots and his Ernie's in, or, and when he's on, he's on. Um, so I guess... I guess for me it would be consistency, but to me it makes sense, at, at least at least with Andre that you would play on the right. Well, for me, the reason that I, I I think Jay, I think Andre, it makes sense that you play right. But for Jay, I feel like he has such a fantastic backhand that it makes sense for him to be on yeah. the even side. That's for me personally. Just I think his backhand's one of the best in the game, and then you have the best forehand in the game. But maybe that could create a clash in the middle. So maybe that's part of it. It does create a clash, unfortunately, um, which is not good, right? Like when I, when I played with Talon, one of our one of our biggest downfalls was the fact that I wanted all the forehands and he wanted all the backhands. So I would play on the left, he would play on the right, and then, I mean, ideally, I don't want to hit a hundred backhand things cross court in, in every point. So it was it was a matter of getting the ball to the middle so I could then create with my forehand. And then he would always have to short hop middle because if he doesn't short hop he doesn't feel comfortable hitting the ball. So then it would create this like, okay, well, I'm on the left. You're not letting me see forehands. So let's just put you on the left and I'll just see more forehands. So that's how it's kind of started with me on the right. Um so with Jay it's actually similar to where he's super comfortable with his backhand. And so he's just, he's just naturally just hugged a lot of the middle with it. And it's like, I don't want to be on the left if all I'm going to see is backhands. Because anytime I get a forehand, I want to be able to not speed up necessarily, but try to create an inside-out angle, try to put some pressure with a lot of spin, whatever that is. And with people that are that backhand dominant like that, it's not very possible. Because they just like won that ball. It's like, okay, don't hand it to my forehand. But anything backhand, you know, I'll take. And that's like, well, bro, that's my forehand. So I'm not saying it's better. I'm saying it's, there's just, a, you know, a clash in there regardless of right. 
who you're playing with, if they're backhand dominant and you're, and you're forehand dominant. My question is just kind of a fun one. Who would be your number one pick for, for a mixed partner for MLP? Out of everyone or everyone, or you mean someone that's not in the team? Every, every single person, even those on other teams. Oh, it has to be Anna Lee, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think I'd it has to be Anna Lee. Yeah. I also, in part, partly, I will say, and I don't, I'm not going to name any names or anything, but like everyone talks a lot, and then when they have to actually show up and and do well with a certain partner or something, then they just kind of start getting nervous and they don't do well or whatever it is. Like on the opposite spectrum, like if you put me in a Core 15A. It's like, all right, well, <laughs> you know, just kind of like another day. feels like a practice, like, you know. But if you put me in center court and I'm supposed to win that match, I'll probably win that match. Because that's, that's, I like the pressure. Like, I'll, you know, I mean, totally off topic. But if I go to a restaurant, I don't look at the menu. I just wait for the waiter to come and I'm like, all right, well, what's in here? And I just kind of go off of you know, how I feel. So I'm more, I'm more in the moment than just like, Oh, I'm just in that and overthinking. Like, no, I'm just out there to play pickleball and I'm going to do the best I can. And if I have Anna Lee, I have the best chances to do so. So why would I be nervous? Wow. That's really cool. I think that's the mindset yeah. of a champion too. And that's probably why we're not at your level. <laughs> <laughs> One of many. Reasons. <laughs> yeah, One of many. <laughs> yeah. You have to be more forehand dominant. Well, uh, Going on with that, I just want to put in my two cents. I know Catherine Parento. Well, it seems like it, at least, that she's looking for a partner, and I feel like you guys would really play well together because I know that she likes left side as well. She's apparently locked in with Tyson for the year. Is she? Yeah. Okay. Well, disregard that. But I think that you guys would play really well together. So there's my two cents for that. Hey, and, and It could our, be possible. Uh, I mean, Sorry, go ahead. Oh, and I was going to say, yeah, if you put two good players together, then the outcome could be pretty good. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Hey, uh, quick question also, PPA Austin. Uh, let's also clarify for people that you and I know Viv got hit with a ball mainly due to the wind uh, when you and Mary played her and Thomas. You guys are all good? No, no continued beef there, right? I'm sure you were good right away. Oh, um, that is so funny. I'm, let me see this. So no, Vin and I are in very good terms. Uh, we practice together. We we're actually neighbors, believe it or not. Oh, or, um, so we we get along well. And I I hit her up yesterday, and I was and I was like, hey, like you want to come hang out? I'm reading the text right now. And I just asked her if she was doing good because I hit her with the ball, and I instantly apologized. I really didn't mean to. And then she was she was visibly upset which you don't really see that from there very much so i was like a little bit like okay like it sucks getting hit by a ball but someone like that it doesn't do that often it, there's definitely something else bothering this person so i just I sent, I sent her a text and i just wanted to like check in with her and then she came over for like five minutes and i just asked her if she was doing good if life was good and then afterwards she said thank you so much for checking in Beach. very sweet of you and that's like on a text so, so you guys are more than good. We're, 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 yeah, we're more than good. Yeah, I just I knew 
that there have, because I know Viv, I've known Viv for so long, we've been such good friends for a long time now that if she reacted that way because I hit her with the ball, that there had to be something else going on. And so, you know, I just wanted to make sure that she was doing good. Cool. All right, we know you're somewhat pressed for time. you got to take a flight out. We do want to talk about uh, MLP. Austin, sorry for cutting you off if you want to. No. Uh, oh, there's no rush. We're good. Okay. Is there a is there a scenario this time around? Well, let me ask a, a first question. What's one thing, or multiple things if you want, do you think, because I was gung-ho, I actually thought you guys were going to win the first MLP. And I, I told that to Austin before. Uh, what's one thing that you think that you could change this time around that would uh, give you guys a better shot? That's a good question. So the first time around, we we were not very familiar with each other's games. So me and Andrew had never played together, so we didn't really know how to play with the other. Uh, and then every time we played, we actually got better and better together. Like we went, we started 0-2 and then we went 2-2. and So, you know, that kind of shows that, you know, we got better. And then I had never played with Lucy or Callie. And we were practicing, and we didn't know if I was going to play with Lucy or Callie. We just had no idea of anything. And so I ended up playing with Lucy, uh, and I don't think I practiced with her that much. I think I think I practiced with Callie more. And so I think we just kind of like lost the entire time. Uh, also, the fact that it was a Franklin, and then they decided to do it like very last minute. Yeah. So you're practicing with like a Dura, and then you're coming into different and now it's a Franklin and you only have like a day to get used to it. Like, you know, that's, that's very, very difficult to do uh, as well. And then the conditions were not, were not ideal either. I think, uh, you know, it was super cold in the morning the ball was playing really hard and fast. Um, and then, you know, depending on the ball and the conditions, it favors some players more than others, right? And, and so this time around, Andre and I now know how to play together. Uh, I am officially playing with Cali as well, so we will be able to like practice against other teams and figure stuff out. That's why I'm going today instead of like Thursday, right? To be able to get used to the conditions, the weather, um, the ball. We're playing with the Dura this time, which is good for us. And then we're going to be able to get a lot of team bonding in. I think I think MOP is a lot of energy instead of just you know trying to win a match with your partner. A lot of it is. Um, uh, cheering for you, for your team, even when you're not playing, regardless if they're up or down, and and that's hard to do, right? Like you, like you're not used to that. If you're playing pickleball, if you play tennis, you're just or maybe co- I didn't play college tennis, so I don't know. But I'm just kind of like there. Like I'm not I'm not the type of guy to be like, all right, let's go, guys. But now I have to force <laughs> myself to. So, you know, that that will be huge, I think, and the team bonding will really help. So, you know, the more you get to know somebody, the more you want to root for them. You know, so that, that's kind of how I see it. Not because someone is in my team, I have, I'm going to instantly, like, just root for them. Obviously, I want to win. I want them to win. But actually be emotionally invested takes a little bit more effort. And that's what our team is trying to do now, which we're already doing. Like we have group texts going on. With that. We have email chains going on. We have an like Airbnb together. We're getting there sooner. So everything is looking good. If we're going to practice uh, Wednesday, Thursday, we're going to make sure that, you know, we're having 
dinners together. We're hanging out and just making sure that we're all, you know, really, really good with each other. So, so you are playing with Cali. Yes, I am playing with Cali. She sent me a text yesterday. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I'm interested to see what what happens there. We're rooting for you for sure. Austin, who, who do you think I should play with? I uh, think you should play with Cali. Just based off of what about you? Same. I think she's. Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Same. Okay. I think she's the better of the two. They're both extremely good, but I think that she's the better of the two. Uh, so I would see you guys building off of each other well. That being said, obviously, Andre has a higher duper, and duper's not everything, but I would say that it would make more sense to put Andre with Kovalova. It just seems like reasons. it fits better for some reason. We'll find out, won't we? <laughs> yeah, we will find out. There's there's also a chance that I might be playing the run with Lucy. I mean, oh, with yeah. sorry, with Callie. Cool. It could happen, because she only plays left. And I'm really comfortable taking back in middle from the right. So, or even just the forehand. Oh. So, and there's a chance that I might be playing right even in next. Uh, we, we know you're comfortable with everything. <laughs> and my opinion counts for nothing. But please play on the left. I, just, I think that's the spot. <laughs> it's, so, it's so funny that everyone wants me on the left. I think it's hilarious. And I don't, I don't I lost think too much on the left last year. I don't think that right side players are are uh, less. Uh, you know, I don't think that left side players are better than right side players or anything like that. I just think that you're. I, I think you're. I don't know. I guess you're a mix of both because then earlier I said that it does fit that Andre be on the left. So, regardless, we're excited to watch you play. I have uh, I have one controversial question for you for MLP. Just gonna see if you're gonna answer it outside of the paddle. Yeah. <laughs> and we're not talking paddles anymore. <laughs> so, uh, let's hear it. So, if you had to pick one team, and uh, say it's the semifinal MLP, if you had to pick one team to play for a guaranteed win, who would it be? And if you had to pick one team to avoid playing for a guaranteed win, who would it be? In the semifinals. Yeah, whatever would get you to the. To the big, to the big match. Uh, I would say a guaranteed win. For so the guaranteed win would probably be oh, just one team. Uh, <laughs> I think that would be St. Louis Shock. And Jay's on that team, so um, he's listening. <laughs> well, the reason why I'm saying that is because, I mean, outside of believing that we're just a better team, we actually lost to them last time. I, oh, three. Oh, that's right. And I think that was the, the biggest fluke of the year. So I don't think it could possibly happen again with us being like, all right, you beat us. Uh, you guys are just not that good, really. And I, would, I just don't think it would happen again. So just based just based off of that, I would think that would be like a guaranteed win. Um. Uh, and then, yeah, like I said, just also knowing that we've played them, so we we know how they're going to play. We know what matchups they have. Like that, just I just feel more comfortable with that answer. Um. And then a team that I would 
want to avoid. Um, I mean, truly, you know what I'm going to say. There's nobody I want to avoid. Bring it to me. Uh, but if I had to avoid a team, probably just Ben's team. I think Ben is, uh, I think Ben can just really, really, really scary. Like to me, to me, that's the hardest team to beat because not only he is winning both his matches all the time, he's also winning all his singles points. <laughs> yeah. Right. So the only way you can actually beat that team which we saw last time is if you just destroy somebody in their team in singles, yeah. which is very not likely to happen, right? Four points at a time, matchup for close, uh, MOP score, like, you know, rally score, and like, you know, anything can happen. So it seemed, last time it seemed like the only way to beat that team was to get to singles and hopefully, you know, one of your guys, one of you guys' singles just destroys one of their singles. That was the only time they lost. Um, that said, though, I'm pretty comfortable with um, our women's beating their women's and then me and Andrew making some noise in men's doubles as well. I and it. I think next could just be a toss-up. Yeah, I feel the same way, especially with Dizon being so weak in singles and then you having two strong girls for singles. I think that you guys will, if you take it to a dream breaker... I would favor you guys for sure. I would love to play Ben in a Dream Breaker. How would it line up? I would love to. If you guys had your pick, how would it line up with singles? What would be the singles lineup? Uh, as far as like one, two, three, four, or who would I want to play who? Yeah, who would you play? Who would Andre play? So on. So, I mean, I'm just speaking for myself. This is what I would want to see personally. And I don't know if this is the best strategy, but this is just how I would want to play it out. Uh, maybe, actually, we're playing them in the group phase. So this could happen more in the group phase than if we had to play them in the finals because I don't know what that would look like. But I would want to play Ben, personally. Then I would have to put Andre against Loon. And then I would take Lucy against... Uh, Megan, and then Edda against uh, Callie. Callie. That's how we do it. That'd be my same lineup. He's just saying that now, now that yeah. he said it. <laughs> he probably had a completely different lineup before. <laughs> I'm just agreeing. He no. probably did. <laughs> no, I thought the same exact thing, uh, especially with the women's side. I would, I mean, either way with the guys, but with the women, I think that's the way to go. I think the woman would, we would try and keep it that way for sure. And I think both me or Andre would could play Ben and, you know, we'll see how it goes. But for me, I just want to play Ben. Like, it has nothing to do with me believing I can beat him. I nothing to do with uh, with having no pressure to Ben. I just want to play him because the only time I played him in singles was, oh, my goodness, like maybe 2018 or 2019. Oh, really? Uh, like, at the Lake Championship or whatever. I didn't do very good, obviously. Uh, but I would just want to experience that in and then just see how it goes and just play him. I think it would be more fun than if I just went out and, you know, played somebody else. That's not as good. I just, I just wanted, I would want to take on that pressure because I think that's when I'm going to do best anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Actually I have, I have two more things. If you have just a couple more minutes, DJ. Yeah, there's no rush. Okay. We're all good. 
So uh, my wife heard that uh, I was going to be speaking to you today, and she had a question for you. Uh, what's one thing that maybe the average viewer doesn't know about pro pickleball in general? Um, she's, you know, she's like a big fan of The Bachelor and loves the drama. Is there something you can share with us behind the scenes that uh, maybe we're not aware of? Uh, yes. So you, you said <laughs> one thing that is not. <laughs> the one thing that it's not seen. So basically, there's like any drama or anything like that, right? Basically, yeah. She's like, but don't ask it that way because that's embarrassing. But I'm like, yeah, basically, if there's drama that we're not aware of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there, there's a lot of drama. I think it's I think it's good. I mean, all the paddles is drama, basically, right? Like everyone, like there's a lot of. I understand there there is there there needs to be politics, like politics, and they need to be correct. So when people are get you know always saying the right thing, I totally get that. Uh, but then a lot of those players in this case then they'll just go and do and say something else after saying uh, something in the public that is just, that just looks good for them. Right. So I would say that's one of them. And I would say there's, there's a lot of dropping. There's so much dropping in pickleball, uh, dropping partners is what I'm saying is what I'm saying. Um, like, you know, you'll see some people playing together. You don't see them playing together again. And then you're like, Oh, it was another drop. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's a lot of dropping. There's, um, I personally don't have a problem with anybody. Uh, as far as like disliking someone, like I just don't really, I don't really get too much into that. Uh, but I know there's people out there that just can't even like look at other people's direction, which I think is hilarious. Like I just have like zero animosity whatsoever. I'm just like, ah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Easy going. Yeah. But you're still dominant on the court. All right, final thing. Uh, so I got a I got a new nickname for you. I'm hoping it's gonna stick. I want to see if you like it or not. I say new nickname, but I, I mean Jay has the flying Frenchman. Uh, I like to call Zane the accountant because that's where he was before. But uh, okay, so you're you're there's a lot of similarities here. We'll see if people can understand who I'm describing. Okay, this person is from Spain originally, moves to Cali, right? He typically wears black in all of his matches. Okay. He he wields his paddle like a sword. I feel like you're secretly Zorro. What do you have to say about that? We're gonna say that. I knew you were, I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> Come on, it's a good nickname. Uh it is a it is a good nickname. Um so when people are announcing my name, when DJ Solkirk is talking about me in the, uh, uh, on the mic, he's going to say, El Zorro, DJ Young. Is that what you're like, kind of like visualizing? Yeah, I would love it. It would be great. I was a huge fan of Zorro growing up. Yeah, me too. Antonio Banderas is great. Uh. Um, I don't know. Like, I really, 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 really like my right side demon. Nickname, personally. You like your what? Your right side? But, obviously, they call me they call me the right side demon. Oh, okay. I haven't heard that. 
So maybe it's just a little bit long. Yeah. How about just um, Demon? <laughs> Demon DJ. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm only a right side specialist. And SCV is the right side demon. On the left side, I'm not a demon at the moment. I'm more of a, a little turtle or something out there. <laughs> I doubt that. Man, this guy has got, got him bad on the left. I need to start practicing there more often. <laughs> Well, yeah. thank you so much for joining us. Are you, you have any other questions? Nope, I'm that, out. That summed up my questions. Uh, we've learned a lot today from you, so we sure appreciate your time. We learned about uh, the tomahawk, learned about the grip that DJ uses. We learned about Paddlegate 2.0, which isn't a thing, <laughs> and uh, just had super good time with you. Thank you so much for answering all of our questions, and yeah. Uh, we also, the most important thing I think that I'm going to take away from this is the import, the, the winner mindset. Uh, you just go in and you play confidence. You're not worried about, uh, the outcome, the score or anything like that. You know that you're going to go in and dominate and, uh, and you will. So. Yeah, I think I would add to that, that the more, the more prepared you get off the court, which I don't always necessarily do, the easier it becomes. Right, like if you feel like you're eating right, if you feel like you're drinking your water, if you, you know, I do a lot of uh, Epsom salt baths at night because it just really relaxes me and it helps my muscle get uh, get loose. I think if you do all of that, then you're gonna go into the day thinking like, okay, well, I've done everything that I have to do, so my chances of playing well or doing better are higher than if I ate fried chicken and drank coke all night. Right, like pretty straightforward in my opinion. So. I would say, I would say, you know, when you focus on those little things like stretching, working out, being healthy, you know, even just doing the good things and right things in life, and it's going to translate into the court really well. So, right, preparation is going to translate well into the court with your confidence. A great quote that I know of comes from Scripture. It's, "If you are prepared, you shall not fear," and I think that you're the epitome of that. So, it's a pretty good one. Yeah, that's, that's a good. That's a really good one. I'll share it with you. <laughs> I like that one. Please send it over. Text it to me. Okay, well, thank you so much, DJ. Yeah, you're a stud. All right. Um, We're rooting for you at MLP, man. Yeah, let's go. Get after it. Thank you guys so much. It was super fun. I'm happy to uh, see Austin again. And then, you know, nice to finally meet you uh, as well. And I'll be in St. George in April. Okay. We'll hook something up. Yeah. All right, guys. Sounds good. Have a All good right. one. Take care. Thank okay. you. See you, DJ. See you. Bye. Bye. Anything else you want to add to the pod? Yeah, just DJ's a stud. Yeah, he is. He's excellent to talk to, good to get along with. I, one of the things that we didn't mention is I've played with DJ, and I've only played with a handful of pros, but he is the most talented that I've played with, just ath- athleticism-wise the amount of spin that he can produce on the ball, where he can place the ball, and particularly, I think his strongest uh, his strongest skill is his ability to be able to counter attack, especially with power. Like oh, yeah. he hits with more power than anybody, especially with that illegal paddle that he's using. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. Oh yeah, if you can, uh, yeah, and especially when he has his forehand going too. I mean, just don't even engage because it's coming back. Coming back for sure. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening to Picklehead. We appreciate you. Uh, As always, put a pickle in your pocket. That's an inside (laughs) joke. Later, Pickleheads. 
Later.